Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And we have a very, very special guest for you today. Um, her name is Yeti Gladberg. She is uh, from Denmark. She is a kind of paranormal investigator, but there's a little bit more to her than that. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a background on her before we introduce you to her. So um, she, as a child, has had... Um, uh, is a sensitive, has abilities and work, has worked with the paranormal. Um, she said that from the kind of ages of four, she's sport, uh, spoken with spirits uh, through white noise, radios, um, Ouija boards even, um, and things like that. So this ramped up in her teenage years and she kind of played with palm reading, clairvoyance, and has had an interest in all things related to the subject from from that point and it's become a, a kind of a huge part of her life uh, she from the sounds of it loves an extreme sport and there is a little, little bit of an incident with skiing that i'll get into but she's kind of into everything so horseback riding roller skating tree climbing the lot she's in there she's involved so she at a time as she kind of entered her adult years worked at a ski resort and in that time had a premonition that she would die on the slopes. And the very next day, out skiing, that that happened. There was a, a she had a severe really? accident, yeah. Nine. And died for up to up to a quarter of an hour. Jesus. Her skull had skull edge had rotated and she fractured the her vertebrae. And it was quite the traumatic experience. That's a really serious accident, yeah. And yes. and that was kind of maybe, we'll go a little bit more into that, but I think yeah, maybe... Yeah, definitely the, the, a bit into uh, that premonition and how, yeah. But And she's just been working with it ever since. And um, I think there's, there was a lot of uh, effects from, from this accident and from her injuries that I think maybe have influenced your work over the years. And we'll, we'll yes. talk about that a little bit more in depth as, as we go on. But, ladies and gentlemen. Exciting show tonight. It's, it's Yeti Gladberg. Yeti, hi. 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 Oh, thank <laughs> and, you for uh, Thank you on. for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. It's lovely to see you. So, obviously, from that, that's a very, very brief description of a kind of a life that you have led. And... Um, I think we'll start. We'll start from the very beginning because you've kind of mentioned the use of Ouija boards and stuff from that a very, very early age. What? Yes. How? How did? How did that come about? What was? It 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 came about because my my father was uh, a sailor. Okay. So he he uh, he worked as an engineer on various big ships, and he was in the states. And I had been having trouble with, uh, I, I had a, a dark shadow figure always uh, standing in my room or always standing behind me. Uh, and I was kind of scared of him because he was kind of this large, uh, dark, silent type. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to communicate. He, he was just there. So, and, and, and when I was sleeping, he was in the corner of my room always. And when I, I fell asleep, I felt him... him uh, coming close to me, watching over me, but it it bothered me. Yeah. yeah. So my father, uh, so my father, he bought a Ouija board uh, for me because he said, then you can try to communicate with him. And um, what we know, so I did. 
what we know about Ouija boards now, obviously they're not recommended at all. Do you think that was a good choice on your father's part to introduce you to something potentially so dangerous? He, at that point, it was uh, the best option, I think. Yeah. Because, because we had computers, we we I, I didn't know I could uh, talk with them through the, the white noise of the radios and yeah. um, and 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 he was he was kind of really intimidating. Yeah. So so, so when I started to, to talk to him on the, the Ouija boards, uh, he kind of told me I, I didn't have to be scared of him. He was just there to observe me and to help me not to be scared. Oh, and I told him, okay, you're doing the opposite. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And I, I told him out with my words out loud. I told him, okay, dude, if you don't back off, I'm going to die or shit myself. And we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Shit yourself first, then die. <laughs> so, so how long did this go on for? Um, I, when I told him that, that I was, was terrified of him out loud, he, he kind of stopped. He, that, he kind that, of respected that. That's a, a very lucky because you could have brought in a lot more bad there. But oh, that that that's that's definitely a lucky. It's one, interesting but... that he wanted to observe. Did you ever get any answers of what he was observing nope. for? No, it was nope. just just sent to to watch and see, I suppose. He was just a creeper. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but he he kind of he kind of followed me around until I I turned about sixteen. Oh, okay. He, he he would he would pop in and and look at me from time to time. And yeah. as you got older, was you was you still scared, or because you knew that you know he come in peace essentially? That... No, I I, I kind of made a deal with the spirits uh, when I was four. I told them I am not going to see you with my eyes anymore. I don't want that. I will see you in my mind. I will hear you in my mind. Really? And yeah. if I ever see you uh, with my eyes, I'm going to die. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So um, they they respected that. I have only seen uh, spirits very briefly uh, with my eyes since that. Since that's, that's really interesting. What would you call yourself now? Uh, would you class yourself as a medium, a sensitive? Or, you know, what? I, I would just call myself a sensitive. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of multi yeah, multifaceted I, in the spirit world, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but I, I am a skeptic still with my abilities. I'm still skeptic. I still want proof. I still want to, to have that uh, piece of evidence uh, mm -hmm. verifiable in, in, in you know, in, in on a on a computer, on a digital recorder or uh, on photos or on video. I really want that evidence. I think I think a lot of people are like that. I think there are a hell of a lot of believers out there, and but it's a, a lot of people. Well, I know will say, I don't disbelieve it, but when I, I see it, with, more, yeah, yeah. I, I want more. Once I see it with my own eyes and and it's definitive, then I'll be yes. like, okay, one hundred percent, you've got me. Is that what yeah. kind of led you down the investigation route? Then your need to to have solid evidence. Yes. Uh, it's uh, when when the co computers came and and the digital recorders uh, became um, uh, more uh, sensitive, uh, and we had the sound programs where we could filter things. Um, it I, it opened something up to me that was 
it was uh, another step because I, I, some of my EVPs are so good that it even makes me wonder, mm. what are they? Are they uh, the proverbial fly on the wall? Or am I tapping into a multiverse? Am I tapping into space-time? I don't know. Then I started to read about Michio Kaku, who is an astrophysicist uh, who, tap, who, who writes about multiverses. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I kind of uh, had to know more. The more I found, the more I needed to know. Yeah. And, and still, I, I have that dream of uh, of coming into a totally soundproof room with my digital recorder and then try to get EVPs there. Has that has that been something you've tried yet, or is that the the ultimate kind of goal? For no, you? that's that's the ultimate, and then meeting Michio Kaku or <laughs> or some, somewhere like that. It's interesting because we'll touch on this in a bit, but you actually came to the cage with the TV show you were doing, and. Yes. Before we went live with this, I was um, showing Freddie, letting him hear the EVPs you caught in the cage. Now, I have to say, That's, nobody has yeah. ever, 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 in all the years I've owned the cage, on God's green earth, never come up with EVPs like you have. Amazing. They really are. And hopefully we can, we can play some of this show so people can understand exactly the quality of what we're talking about. I mean, you know, forget your Zach Baggins and all these other shows. These are brilliant. And they're just done in a... And they're, they're undeniable. Do you know when sometimes you hear them and they put underneath what they think is said and it's it's suggestive almost. So your mind then will find the pattern in the sound and make it sound how it should. But these, you, you we, we'll play them and we won't tell you what they say. We'll let you make your own mind up. But they are clear as day. Yeah. But we will say, just in case someone's a bit, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, just absolutely fascinating. Let's, shall we zoom straight into the, the cage and get, get his investigation in it? Because the reason I ask is it was such an intense investigation you and Kim had. Um, probably the most intense one that I've ever heard about afterwards. Can you explain a bit about that? What TV show you were doing, you came over um with your crew can you just tell us a little bit about that yes it was a, a tv show from um channel five it's now it's discovery uh channel um what's it they called were doing it. uh, it's called spruces yeah it's it's like ghost hunters just in danish okay uh, so say that again the word in danish uh spruces right the ghost hunters Okay. okay. And, and 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 it was about uh, two different groups. We were sort of the uh, on that um, t in that time we were only the only two uh, official um, ghost hunting crews in Denmark. Yeah. Uh, I I was with uh, Kim Sønergaard who had founded the Danish parapsychological uh, aspect that was the oldest uh, still functioning. Uh, paranormal group in Denmark and um, he, he kind of found me through a coincidence and um, I was eager to to join up because I, I thought it was kind of interesting but I didn't want to to be in the TV show but they kind of kept nagging me so for for the third season I, I said okay what the heck and, and joined and um, 
then we um it, it's it's they 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 look the tv program looked at us as as normal people with an um odd interest mm. and here in denmark if you are a paranormal investigator you're kind of weird you're mm. a freak um, I was going to say not it's not some... it's not a, it's not a huge part of the culture, is it? Really, I've no, I've no. been I've been to Denmark and my friends have family there, and it's yeah. it, it's not really a thing. It's no, it's it, Danes are quite embarrassed to tell if yeah. they're haunted or they feel something or they're sensitive, and you you're just a freak. <laughs> it's 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 a cultural thing, isn't it? it, it it's embedded as a kind of people yeah. that it's. It's not really spoken about, and it's not a taboo subject, but you just—it's almost taboo. Almost. But uh, here, here where I, where I live, uh, people are very uh, religious uh, Christians, and uh, I'm kind of the town witch. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. you telling yes. me that before. Yeah, tell us a bit me. <laughs> tell us a bit about your investigation in in the cage, and what for you made it stand out. Uh, the cage was uh, my first uh, kind of, you know, real uh, investigation because it was the first time I was in a place where I felt I was caught. I was lured in. I was kind of sat upon, eaten of. <laughs> um, it, it was it was really, really tough. And uh, I... I at, at, at the time when we were there, I didn't quite grasp the consequences. I didn't quite grasp how open I was to take this in and mm -hmm. take this with me. Uh, but I kind of wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to experience that, um, how it felt to be kind of possessed mm. uh, and, and, and be owned by this entity. I remember when we were sitting in uh, on the couch and uh, I told you, uh, Vanessa, that uh, there was coming a cold air towards you. Yeah. And you felt it. And yeah. we changed uh, we changed seats. Yeah. And it started it started to creep over me and towards you again. It, it really wanted you. And I told you that now I feel that I'm never going to leave this place anymore. Mm. And, and and you said, oh God, don't don't say this. Uh, but but that was kind of true. But I left. But it took it. It came with me home. Something, not not everything that was there, but something came with me home. And have have you experienced um, things at home, or is it more of a a, a, a feeling? It it was, it was. I don't know what it was. It was big. It was violent. It was consuming. I know, Kim, um, after you guys had left, I messaged Kim and I said, how did you find it, you know, any, you know, feedback? And it took months for him to message me. And when he did, it was months and months. And he said, Vanessa, I'm sorry for my delay in messaging you. But what happened there was so bad, I've not been able to even think about it properly and process it, let alone write it to you. When he wrote this, it was pages and pages of the most horrific really bad experience that, that was had there by you guys. But he was such yeah. a lovely friend. He's a big fella, Kim, as well. And uh, I've seen a picture of him. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll actually put a picture up. But, you know, um, but he, you, you guys really had quite a bad time in there. 
Because I remember, yeah. I, obviously, I, I did my interview with you, then obviously, as usual, I left, you know, couldn't wait. So, obviously, when it was lights out, it was down to you guys. Tell us a bit yeah. about that. Uh, when I came home, I had, at that time, I had two uh, Irish wolfhounds and a uh, white uh, Swiss shepherd dog. Big dogs. Uh, yeah. And my my, my uh, oldest uh, Irish wolfhound, I said, the, the dogs knew they were not allowed in my bedroom. But when I, I came home, the taxi dropped me off. I went uh, into the shower and directed to bed. And I just slept instantaneously. Mm. Um, I woke up uh, an hour later where Igor, my, my oldest uh, dog, he was standing beside my bed looking at me and then growling like hell of something outside my window. And he was looking up. And my bedroom is, is uh, he was looking about three, three meters high from the ground outside. Yeah. That tall. And he was growling. He, I have never heard him growl. I thought it was thundering outside, but it was him growling. What happened? Uh, then I told him, what, 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 are you, what are you looking at? And I, I look out the window, I couldn't see anything. I had uh, some some stones uh, for for the driveway I had outside, and there was this, a big stick uh, lying on those uh, stones. It was uh, a little bit windy, but the wind was coming towards the house. Mm -hmm. House, and then uh, at some point I got up. I, I had uh, surveillance cameras um, around my house, so I was looking at the screen when I was going to the toilet. And I just thought, oh, why is the stick lying in the driveway? Who had, had, had done that? So I, I reversed the recording and saw um, the stick, you know, just move a little bit. And then it got flung out into the driveway and no one did it. And it was against the, the wind. Mm. Um, and then I, I phoned Kim and told him that uh, and, and said, there, there's something wrong here. And he just said, please, please start go through the, the EVP recordings. And, and I, I started doing that. Uh, in the evening, the dogs were on the carpet, uh, on, on, on the mats, and uh, I was sitting uh, with my earbuds in. And I was listening to uh, that EVP you know, why aren't you with him if you show that one? Yeah. Well, um, she's going to get the, going to get them up now. Yeah, carry on talking. Yeah. And, and, and while I was listening to that, in my earbuds, Igor, my dog, got up, started to look up behind me, up to the ceiling, three meters again, and he started to growl like mad, and he was fletching his teeth. And I just, I just sat there. I, I just thought, okay, I am not looking behind me. <laughs> I don't blame you, Gil. Yeah, but, but it felt cold. Yeti, yeah. what happened when you were actually inside the cage to to lead the it to come home with you? What was your experiences, just in brief, actually, with you and Kim inside the cage that was that bad? Uh, Kim, Kim, he started to uh, he started to to behave oddly. He, he is a very professional uh, investigator and he's not uh, a person who starts to make noises or yeah, yeah. Uh, contamin contaminate it, yeah. the recordings. So he started to move around and, and 
started to sigh and started to bump into things. He was not himself. And I told the TV crew that there's something wrong with him. And they say, okay, they, they, they seen it too. Uh, and I told him, okay, if I say go, we go outside. I take him outside because there's really, really something wrong with him. Um, so we, uh, we went into the, um, children's room yeah and he sat in uh, on the windowsill and he started to look emaciated he started to look like someone his his face started to look like he was uh, becoming somehow a, a, a shrunk skeleton or, or something and then he started to say okay yet yeah, you look weird you look like dead and, and he said there were shadows around me. And I, I started to say, I feel something cold crawling up my legs and kind of, you know, fundling me. And, um, but I, I, but I, I didn't tell the crew that I kind of liked, I kind of liked it. So I kind of invited it in. Yeah. It's for the experience. I, I didn't tell anyone mm. because I didn't want to tell it. And then uh, Kim started to, uh, we, we went out to the bathroom upstairs and uh, then Kim started to uh, cry. He started to uh, seem like he was kind of, you know, suicidal almost. Uh, then I told the crew, okay, out, we're going out. We can't, we can't stay in here now. We need to go out. And I, we took him out. I kind of pressed him up against the wall and, and started to tell him to fight, to to get it out, to say no to and it. And didn't he verbally attack you at one point? Because in his message to me was, I love this woman, I've got a lot of respect for her, but I wanted a killer. I literally really wanted to... No, he, he didn't tell me, but I felt it. Yeah, that's, that, that's the way he felt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really felt that he was uh, in in distress and he was in danger. That's why I, I got him out. And we had uh, some uh, healing water from Denmark. We had uh, taken with us and I kind of started to, to make him wash his face and and to say prayers uh, for him to, to get it out of him. And I think after 20 minutes or half an hour, he, he, he felt better. But no one... Um, no one saw that I was in distress too. Yeah. Uh, but the sound guy, at, at some point I started to laugh. I, there was some someone tickling uh, my hair. There was someone, and, and, and I had a, an EVP when, while I was feeling the tickling in my hair. Someone said, diggy, 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 diggy. And, yeah. uh, I, and I started to laugh. I, I didn't hear it with my ears or anything, but I started to laugh. And then the sound guy said, oh, God, Yede, now you're scaring me. Your laugh is double. You have two yeah. voices laughing. Yeah. yeah. And that sound so equipment's was, good, isn't it? Was oh, my, there's my mistakes in there. Yeah, and that was my own voice and the darker voice laughing. Now, I think we're going we're gonna to play some, some of the EVPs that were, were captured there. Um, We've gone through them all, right, so play us some highlights. Well, you need to hold it up no, to the... No, I need to find out which one I'm doing first. Hold on. Right, Vanessa. I don't know. Right, that one there. Which one? That one there. 
Okay, right, I'm going to play it a few times for you no, guys. That one, the top one. And hopefully you can hear it as well. Ready? Yeah. I'm going to play it one more time for you guys. Yeah. Now, it might be quite hard because it's kind of second-hand audio. Yeah. But kind of this end and i'm sure we'll figure out a way to maybe post them onto the socials directly so you can you can hear them properly i will have a a play around and figure that out but as clear as day that says fuck, fuck you, you you skinny, skinny bitch. bitch now yeah. that was when i was there that's a good one yeah and i was the skinniest one there so i'm thinking jesus and that was when i was still there if you remember was it this one as yeah. well I, this... I need to there's literally the the list of We've things so that you many. captured from there is is um, just amazing. That one, that one. Let me just listen to this. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, a good one. That right, one. Ready? Okay. Again, listen to this one. So, guys, ready? <laughs> Once more for you guys. <laughs> I'll do it again for luck. And again, I'm, I'm not sure how it will be picked up by you guys at home, but I will figure out a way in which to post that so you can hear it properly. But again, clear as day, please don't hurt me. Please don't yeah, hurt right, me. Let's play... I, I, I can't really hear it. Yeah. yeah. Right, let's let's play another. I think this is that one, Freddie. Yeah, okay, we'll press that one. Do you want to go? Press that one. It's the one above that's the recording. more now the beginning i'm not sure on but it's definitely behind you yeah it's look behind you um now where's the whip now the whip one i don't know if you if if that triggers any kind of memory for you but there no, was only that the why aren't you with him that's a scary one have you got this uh... help my children one is a very good one ready for this one guys Now, I'll play that one again. Ready? Once more. And again, that sounds like a very parched person begging to help oh, my, my children. children. So, yeah. And so... Yeah, my children again, then, to, to emphasise. So, th these EVPs that you collected... Um, Obviously, you, you caught in the cage. It was part of your investigation. Were they ever kind of um, published on the show? Was it a part of the evidence that they present? Or um, Kim told me that the show would present evidence, so I kind of got a beef with them. But, but uh, in his contract, I, I never had a contract. So, so in his contract, he said they wouldn't uh, show evidence. Oh, that's because a shame. It, yeah, because the the uh, uh, groups uh, individually would post their evidence on okay. their own sites, but uh, so our viewers are like listeners are lucky then because they've had the first the first public yeah. viewing, and and there is literally fifteen or twenty of them. There so, is, and yeah. you know I think once we leave finish this, I'll we'll go through and take some of the the best ones. Yeah, there's also ones on where you can. Media. 
you can hear me talking and then the EVP comes more, in behind. Yeah, if you want more of different uh, EVPs, I have lots. <laughs> well, listen, may, have... maybe you can send us across some of your like top five, top five best yes. EVPs. Um, that would be, I think, yeah. I think the view. Uh... They're in Danish, though. Are there in Well, you'll have to translate it for us. What, what they're saying. <laughs> you won't know it what they're saying. So, um, in terms of your kind of investigating career, has I'm assuming it's spanned, uh, you know, many years. Um, do you? You've obviously come to the cage, but I'm, have you investigated elsewhere in the world? Uh, no, only um, Denmark and uh, uh, the. Uh, England. So and and we we were in in England. We only went to uh, Elby Farm in Pluckley and uh, the Deering Woods in Pluckley, and then the cage. I know my my grandfather grew up in Pluckley, so I and he grew up on a farm, so I know all about. Do you know what, Freddie? Pluckley. We've discussed many times doing an entire podcast on Pluckley. Yeah, we Wouldn't have. that be great to have some info for uh, when we when we do it on Pluckley? Because it's one that we want to do, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe if you, if you're interested, if if you'd like to come back and have a chat with us, we would really be interested in in covering Pluckley, Pluckley and yeah. it would be great to have your kind of view and opinion. Uh, because it, it was, it was my, my, gra my granddad grew up on the f uh, farm in Pluckley and so I've heard many a story and many a tale from that place. Um, yes, the Black Horse, I think uh, the pub was called that too. Great place. It's a, it's, and it's, it's lovely as well, isn't it? It's very picturesque. Yes, it is, and very haunted. <laughs> very. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's a Guinness Book um, record holder as kind of the um, most most spirits per square meters or something like that, yeah. something ridiculous. Yes, yes. yes it is. Uh, so my question is, and this, it, I'll be interested to hear your opinion. So obviously you, you you stay mainly in Denmark and investigate locations around there, but clearly there's not really a culture for it. Um, do do when when hauntings are then um, investigated or people come forward and say you know something's going on here, are they do they get really bad to a point where they've, there's no other option? Yeah. Or what do they do, people in Denmark that are? Um, people contact me sometimes when uh, they really are uh, in dire need. Yeah, like last straw um, kind of thing. But but I I think also uh, people have. Uh, gotten the notion that uh, demons are quite frequent mm. so um, I, I often get people who uh, have uh, a, a minor kind of haunting but they have been, been uh, they have convinced themselves that it's probably demons right but, but is that um, because they I, haven't got the basic understanding of negatives and um residual energy and normal ghosts is is that because do you think it's so unknown in denmark anything a bit unusual oh it's a demon because because they're uneducated on the subject do you think yes exactly i think uh, they have seen too much ghost adventures and uh, <laughs> and, and and then they have uh, kind of they, they do, do not have anyone they can talk to about um, yeah. the paranormal in any way and not anymore in, in in the old days we had the old uh, grand 
mother or grandfather yeah. who could tell stories about uh, ghosts and spirits and things like that they it's kind of been it's kind of died out i was gonna say yeah. has, has the folklore fizzled out yes it, ha it hasn't been shared that's uh, a shame people aren't talking. yes it is really but but uh, I, I we worked together with uh, an author who uh, wrote uh, a, a book about uh, the spirits on the Freeland Museum. It's kind of a museum where you take uh, old houses from all over Denmark and then you relocate them brick by brick and mm. rebuild them. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a, a nice a museum. Uh, like you go from house to house, but but is that, is one it... house. Is... Is that a common practice to completely relocate your house? Is no, that... no, it's 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 quite unique because uh, it, they kind of thought, okay, we may make we're going to make a museum, but it's going to be on I see. on okay. land. Yeah, and then we take uh, uh, houses that are so special that we we want to keep them alive mm. for for the next generations. Um, yeah, I've heard of and, it. And, and we went uh, there to investigate and we kind of got, uh, the author was kind of into ghosts until I arrived. Yeah. <laughs> because because I, we were sitting in, in a, 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 what what we call the dead room. Uh, we have living room and dead room, yes? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know the, the, the word living room comes from that room where the living are. And often behind that room, we have the dead room. I never knew that. <laughs> so the dead room would be what room? The dark... where, where, if you had a family or relatives or, or anything. Where, 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 where they'd be viewed and stuff, coast. wouldn't they? Ah. Yeah, on the coast, you had, uh, often you have shipwrecks. You would uh, take those people in and put them on the dining table. And so kinda, that's, you know, we put... that's why the living room is stuck yeah. because of that that his fascinating uh, well, uh, that yeah. his history yeah i've learned something today thank you um i want to talk welcome. i want to talk about um protection it's something we, we, we kind of mention or, or touch on a bit as an investigator obviously you need to be fully prote protected of course you don't know what you're walking into and what's going to be there what would you recommend and how would you you know in, in personal protection yeah, I, I never protect myself before I go in because I, I want to take the full experience in. All oh, right, yeah, you're, so I, <laughs> you're a dark yeah. But listen, you're, you're, wrong you're question hardcore. For you, then. You're hardcore. <laughs> right, wrong question for you. I, I, I think it, if, you, if you protect yourself too much, you, you're not going to, to get the scratches, you're not going to get pushed, yeah, you're, not you're not going yeah. to get possessed or anything. Uh, so I kind of go in with an open mind and uh, ready to to take what comes and potentially take things back like you did in the cage then because I assume if you'd done protection possibly that wouldn't have happened I, I'm not sure I don't know really uh, I don't know if yeah. the cage was special the cage was very aggressive so I don't know Maybe they would just have laughed uh, the protection off. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I go, what's this? What's yeah, is this? it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Listen, I'm telling you, Yeti, that's what it felt like living there. It felt like nothing bloody. Oh, anyway, I want to talk, Freddie, as well, about um, when Yeti had this um, premonition of her accident. Goodness, yes. So we, we touched about it briefly at the beginning. Um, so obviously you did... Uh, we have people here that go and do a season on the ski slopes and, you know, it's a nice time. It's a, it's a good laugh and lots of fun. But obviously during that time you've had, you know, a feeling, a premonition that you would die on the slopes and then you did. So talk us through that. What was, was it a dream? Was it a thought? Was it a, a flash? What was... It, it, it was, um, I, the following evening, evening, we had been sitting up in the disco and I had started to palm read. And uh, I always use my own hand as kind of, you know, um, a direction to to show people what my lines uh, are meaning and, and how their lines are, are uh, what they mean. Yeah. And uh, I then went to sleep and the next morning I woke up because I had dreamt that a young guy I didn't know who it was, he had turned up in my dream and told me that if I would ski that day, I would die. Uh, and then I, I I just woke up and I said, okay, I'm, I'm not going to ski today. And uh, my my boyfriend, he, he said, okay, that's, that's fine. But what are you going to do here in this satellite uh, town? There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing else to do but ski, is there? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I thought, okay, we had uh, one with us. She had, uh, what do you call that, uh, cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and she would ha was having a hard time with the altitude, so she wasn't skiing. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to, to uh, spend the time with, with her. And he said, no, she's going skiing today. Okay. Yeah, that's a bummer. And then there was another one who had uh, altitude sickness. And I said, okay, then I'm going to go to her. And he said, no, nope, she's going to ski too today. And uh, we have recordings of me. I, I, I kind of said, okay, fuck it. And then, sorry. Mm. Sorry, and don't worry. We're allowed to swear, I, <laughs> Yeah, I kind of uh, took on my, my skiing clothes. And then I said, okay, I'm skiing today. I'm, right, I'm not so going to. Hold on a sec. So at that point, you're thinking, now listen, if you thought, I'm going to die today, you wouldn't have done it? Or did you just think, oh, it's just one of those things, maybe it's just a bad dream? You know, why no, did you make it, that decision? It, it was quite, uh, it, it was a dream that kind of made me think that I am going to die today if I ski. But you're but, a but, risk taker inherently, aren't you, by nature? Yes, that's that's the fault of, of mine. But Tempting fate, but, essentially, isn't yeah, it? But, and, and being a skeptic as well, I thought, okay, yeah, it's just a dream. So, yeah. yeah. So I went skiing and uh, we have recordings of me uh, going to uh, through the exercise uh, warm up uh, that morning. And you can see that I'm kind of not into it, that I really didn't want to do it, but yeah. I didn't want to be left alone in the hotel. So two and a half late uh, hours later, I was dead. What happened? Tell us what happened. Uh, we were told that uh, the slope uh, was uh, kind of going upwards on the other end, so we had to have um, great speed to to 
not to because if we didn't have the speed, we would have to walk at least uh, 500 meters up the hill, which is hard work in snow and in skis. Yes, yes, yes. and it was quite steep. So, so they they told us to get a move on, and you don't do not need to tell me that twice. Mm. So I kind of waited until everyone had uh, gone down the slope, and then I just went down into. Uh, Slopes, you know, uh, the egg position, and just uh, slam, uh, took, you know, in between everyone. Slam, and, uh, yeah. And uh, then they were, they were kind of waving at me, and and someone was uh, shouting, no, 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 it's the wrong slope, it's the wrong slope. And then I I came across some uh, big trees and some shadows. And then I, I wanted to stop because I wanted to, to turn around. But when I started to stop, I just felt nothing. There was just air. And the, the next thing I, w- I remember was that someone was telling me, please, please wake up, wake up. Please don't, don't be dead, don't be dead. And I was sitting beside myself and and seeing uh, one of my friends uh, trying to wake me up, and I just thought, "Oh God, this is this is and so is, sad." You right, so you're out of your body at out this point. Out of body. Yes, yes, I, I was was sitting next to myself and thinking, "Oh God, you look stupid." <laughs> Goodness, what's happened here? <laughs> yeah, and, and and then there was that young guy from my dream. He was standing on the edge of the slope, uh, telling me that, "Hey, I told you." I told you. Yeah, you I can't say I didn't warn you. Yeah. Yeah, and and he's like, why why aren't you listening? I'm quitting. I'm 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 quitting. I'm out of here. You <laughs> you're not listening. Bye. And then he was gone. <laughs> and I was just sitting there alone and 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 thinking, okay, this this is up to me. Am I? And the whole time you to... can see your physical body lying there. Yes. Yeah. Carry can, on. Can I... you can you hear what's happening? What people are saying to you? Yeah. Yeah, I I could hear that hear that he was he was uh, t- uh, sitting there crying and and telling me to wake up and and that was the only thing I could hear. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, and then I just thought, okay, I'm 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 going to lie down into myself again and I'm going to go back. And and so I did. And when I woke up, I had kind of a tunnel vision. Uh, I couldn't see properly, and uh, everything hurt. Uh, I felt my head was kind of tilted. It was kind of sitting wrong, and I couldn't uh, get it up straight. Um, he he got me on my skis, and and I kind of you know slowly slalomed down to towards the lift, and I was standing looking out uh, over um, uh, a valley, and my my boyfriend uh, I have known I had known him for two years. He came to me and and said, "What happened?" Uh, someone said there was an accident and it was was kind of bad. Do you know who it was? And uh, I told him to buzz off because I didn't talk to strangers. <laughs> didn't recognize him. No. And then he 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 kind of uh, smelled the roses. So he told me he asked me where are you? And I said no, uh, I'm I'm in Austria, of course. I was in France. <laughs> 
And uh, then I, I went towards the, the lift and uh, he, he kind of put his hand on my shoulder and then he, he took his hand away again and told to call uh, for the medics because he, he said he could feel that two of my vertebrae were kind of sticking out. No. Right, when so he, he touched those, uh, I kind of fell down. So then you went to hospital. What were your injuries? Uh, I had uh, uh, my top vertebrae, uh, the C1, was fractured, uh, so it had made a bleeding inside my brain, and that's why I couldn't really see properly because it, it kind of pressured on my yeah. vision center. And um, I, I couldn't remember anything. Ten years uh, was kind of erased, but I could speak, speak fluently French suddenly, and I have never spoken French. <laughs> oh you goodness. hear about that so much. You hear so about that so much. Well, not so much, but it's when it happens, it's so well documented because it's just a scientific thing that scientists know happens. Can you still do doctors. it? Can you still speak? No, no, no. I uh, do not speak French. Je ne comprends pas. So, so bleed on the brain. We've got fractured vertebrae. What? Uh, I know there was something there was a, with the skull as well. There was an issue there. Yeah, there's uh, the C three and C four was kind of you know gaping. So the the what do you call that uh, spinal thingy? Spinal cord. <laughs> yeah, the spinal cord was was, was kind of in, in in trouble. It was kind of squished, and I was uh, paralyzed. My whole left side was uh, was numb. And when they put me uh, uh, on the table and put uh, a, a collar on me and, and kind of stiffened my neck out, um, I, I don't remember anything else except I, I remember I was swimming with dolphins uh, in uh, the most beautiful blue sea. And I was just swimming down, 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 down. And then the dolphins told me, we need to go up. You need, you need air. You still need air. And I told them, okay, help me up, help me up. And then we, we swam up towards the surface and just 30 centimeters from the surface, I drowned. And when I drowned in that world, I woke up in this world. So I, every 30 minutes or so, I died. Okay. Jeez. So when I died, I was swimming with dolphins, so and when you, I you went to a, a happy, a happy. So place. you had multiple kind yeah. of ex yeah. So God. now I will ask: Is have you ever swum with dolphins since then? No. Nope. No. Is nope. it something you're interested in doing? No. Nope. No. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> but I like these. I I, I would. I I really had a, a dream of. I really wanted to try deep sea diving. Yeah. But, how, but how, I don't dare do it. How, how's, I don't blame you. <laughs> how has that, that entire experience changed you, the way you feel, the way you feel about spirituality, the way you feel about warnings of, of death? How has it changed you personally? Uh, this dream kind of made me wonder, what, what, what is this all about? What, why do I, I go to this place when I die in this world? And why do I get back from that world when I die in that world? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I needed to know more. I needed to find out what, what is all this death about? What is multiverses about? What is parallel? What's multiverses? Explain to us. Multiverse is kind of the theory of uh, that we, don't, uh, we do not just have one 
universe, we have multiple uh, in layers and, yeah, in our well, kind of our own I, world. I see your Rick and Morty t-shirt as well. So um, <laughs> it, it, I'm going to try. It's almost like alternative dimensions, mm. but it's yes. kind of like the same world layered on top of each other but it's like a different timeline and a different version of events and they all run parallel to each other and so it's like all all three of us exist in this plane but they're all doing very different things because there was one choice one decision that exactly. that, that changes the course yeah. and that there's an infinite number of the of it's almost like every single decision made by every single person ever, you know, there's a different multiverse for each decision made. Yeah, and it just splinters and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So most um, near-death experiences, um, what do they call them? De um, you know, when you do die, when your heart stops, there's, there's a light. It's, it's, it's normally related to... Um, the light, um, Father God, Heaven, Jesus, seeing our old loved ones. For you, that that didn't happen, did it? No. So, do do you believe in the you know quote unquote heaven and you know going up and being with God? Is that your perception and view of where we go when we pass? Mm, not really. No. So I. No. But 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 in 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 some perspective yes but but then again no because I I think we go just simply to the other side we still we're still here we still but go to, same, to a life to put, but to put a little spin on it you were warned so maybe the man that came to warn you was some type of angel I'm not saying we, with wings and everything but he came to warn you so he was obviously a guide of yours of some sort. Now you haven't listened, and he's obviously they still have human money, you know. Money. It's like for God's sake, you don't bloody listen. I bet he's gone up to Archangel Michael and had a tear up. But so the fact that you weren't ever going to die completely, as in be dead forever and ever, maybe that's why. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just thinking as as you're talking. Maybe that's why you didn't have the full on heaven God experience, because. You weren't going to completely and utterly stay dead that day. But then on the flip side of it as well, maybe this was her own kind of slice of paradise. And that's where you wanted to be, where you viewed yourself. It was an experience that you wanted to, to go through and, and, and they gave that to you. And, you know, it's, it's again, it's, there's so many versions of kind of what the afterlife looks like. For a lot of yes. people, it's, you know, we're all sitting on clouds with harps. For some people, it's sitting at the pub with our family, you know, of... I've just never heard of... I mean, I, I've researched this um, but quite extensively. I've, I've seen all the interviews. I, I've, I've looked at the research for the Germans who um, have done extensive, probably leading in the world on this, and I've never heard anything like this Yeti story. I've just not heard it. I've heard of the tunnel, the white light, the feel of peace and love, the family coming and sending you back. It's not your time. I've heard of it a lot, no, but, but I've never heard but, of this. But but it's the dolphins. The dolphins were there, and they and they tried to help her to the surface. So although it's not a family member, there's still a, 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 a something that's guiding well, you and trying to help you. She had, yeah, and no, I totally believe you had those experiences. I'm just trying to work out why it wasn't a more religious experience. Because, listen, because, who knows? 
Nobody knows. I know, but and you won't know we... until your day's your day. And this and this and this is her her experience. You see, my betting is if I was to think, of, you know, because I've never heard, you know, thinking about it right now, if it was going to be your day forever. I think after the dolphins, after those experiences, I think you'd you'd gone to heaven. That's my personal belief because I believe in Father God and and heaven. Um, it's weird because it's fascinating to talk to Yeti about this, isn't it? It's it, fascinating. It, it, topic. Again, your assumptions are are brought on by belief, and my, well, um, on the limited that I know. Because listen, yeah. I'm not the oracle. I I don't know so that much. So. What's your view on then the afterlife? So that we mm. we kind of we go to an alternative plane, another kind of version of this world, or what? how does that look in your opinion? In, in my uh, opinion is that um, from the experience, from what the spirits have told me, yeah. um, you uh, die, you leave your body, you look around uh, on whomever you want to look at, even your neighbors, if you want to look in the, into their lives. I will be spying. And, yeah. Just make sure they and, clean and, their carpets. <laughs> yeah, but, but you, you kind of get that the free ride. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then someone comes and gets you, someone you know, someone you are comfortable with. They come to get you and then you need to sleep. Uh, they have all, always, uh, I, when I got home from from England, um, I was in. Um, I was talking to a, a friend who was about to die. She knew she was going to die because she was quite ill, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we had kind of made uh, arrangements to to meet her. But she died the same day that I arrived home from from England. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And we uh, met with her niece then, and we we got her through. We, she came through uh, the spirit box where uh, I asked her what was you what have did you ha- have in your coffin that was ca- quite odd and she gladly told me my red stilettos goodness really yeah. and that's so and, so, that's uh, so soon after death so we knew but but then after after we had talked to her for a few minutes an elderly gentleman came through and told me stop now she needs to sleep yeah she needs to go now and then she just said bye bye and and we said bye bye and see you sometime soon and and i i am i am sure i have heard when i have tried to talk to spirits uh, someone comes through and and tell me no sh- she's sleeping Stop trying to wake her up. Leave her alone. Yeah, it's kind of you. You, I, I feel it's like when you have the caterpillar. The caterpillar kind of, you know, comes into that cocoon, and inside that cocoon, they kind of get into bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and but they transform into that cocoon to be that wonderful butterfly. Yeah. And, so, and to spread yeah, their so they, wings. They kind of die. <laughs> they they kind of die. Of course, but and, and but yeah, but from from the kind of the mush essentially, they are recreated and made into yes. something new. Yes, and that's that's how I see death. And I think that's a very, I think that's a quite a nice way to view it. I think. Um, I, you know, for I, I those, don't for those see that, that we die. Yeah, we we don't really die. We we just carry on and we get transformed into something else. Well, listen, energy is energy, and scientifically, yes. energy doesn't just 
it disappeared. Energy so, never, never dies. No, so it's um it's an interesting view. I think we kind of we're getting to the end now, but there is uh, a couple of questions I just want to um to ask you on the investigation side of things. So obviously there are a lot of people that um are budding investigators or are interested in it and and want to get involved and start this process have you got kind of um key items that they should have key things that they should do um how to prepare any kind of words of advice words of wisdom for these people yes first of all if you go to an investigation be always be polite never <laughs> provoke never be bad mouthing them always uh, always think of them as your grandmother mm -hmm. or grandfather that you are respectful towards them because they are just people like you and me yeah and uh, a, a good thing to have is a voice recorder yeah and then uh, it needs to be compatible with a computer so you can put the usb into the computer and then transfer the files so you can see the files and you can kind of um, filter them yeah and and a good a very good advice that i use is when you go out and do a voice recording you start the voice recording telling where you are and who are present and then you tell people to who are with you to stand still and be quiet as possible and be as uh, little a flock of people as you can because the more people that are present the more uh, uh, is the possibility of uh, the sound contamination yeah you run you, the more people the more risk there is isn't there yes exactly and and then you start to do a voice profile so you start without with being quiet and and that being quiet kind of uh, uh, what do you say um little episode you you use for the filtering afterwards yeah um and then you you take a little piece of that filter out and filter the whole whole thing. But every time you go into another room, every time a person leaves the room or every time a person comes into the room, you need to make a new sound profile. Because a person in itself has a sound. Mm -hmm. So So every time a person leaves, it makes the ambient sound different. Of course, yeah. So, so it's it's kind of hard work. It's it's not just it's, it's uh, not, you don't it's, get good. At it. It's not about just it, cracking, whacking out your phone and pressing record. It, it's it's not like no. that. It, there's there is a scientific method to in for good results and to do it properly. Yeah. Yes, because you get the good result if you do the hard work. Yes, you you will get out what you put in. Yes, exactly. No, that's that's good and solid advice. Um, thank you for that. And listen, there's so many more questions I wanted to ask you, as it is with all of our guests we've ever had. Um, I, I would love, love, love to have you back on with us uh, at some point soon, because we never had a chance to kind of have a discussion and look into maybe some of the uh, some of your um, most infamous investigations and some of the locations you've been to so pluckley would be a lovely one to have it would be but even with. even some of your kind of danish locations it's not something that is very well known about because it the danes are quite um 
not very forthcoming with with their so it's a little slice that maybe a lot of the world have never really heard or understood and i would like to you know if you would like to as well go into that a little bit more and talk about some of your experiences while investigating in in denmark um on a on a part two part two Um, listen it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so so much for coming on it's been lovely having you thank you very much it's it's been fun i'm glad you enjoyed it and we will speak to you very very soon soon. thank you all right have a lovely evening thank you bye bye oh brilliant so how lovely was she do you know what i've met her she's so nice and she's so um after she left the cage you know if you message her she messages you back in detail and informative she's not one of these oh i went to your place that's it don't bother me she's very very much always kept in contact with me all these years and there is nothing that she won't ask nothing's too much trouble for that lady and that's what i really like about her apart from the fact she's just blinded and she's very very knowledgeable she is very knowledgeable and you know to be kind of um the forefront essentially isn't she she's part of the you know initial movement in denmark of kind of paranormal research and investigation yeah i mean i I do remember when she was at the cage she said to me in my town i'm like a witch and she said it to me all those years ago she said it's just not done and you know she said she is literally classed as the oh you know oh don't go near her don't go past her because it's just not done over there it's just not accepted or really known too much about no but um Again, another really interesting person. Every, everyone that we've had so far and I've is, never, is very interesting. And, and I just love the, the, the near-death experience as well. I mean, I, I, really, I would do three or four shows on near-death experiences. I love, I love that. And that's really educated me and just fascinating again. I think, I think, yeah, I'd like to delve a little bit more maybe into near-death experiences and stuff. So um, I suppose this is a little reach out. If, oh, any, yeah, if, exactly. if, any, if anyone out there has experience with this or has experienced a near-death experience and they'd like to come on and speak with us and, and share that we, we're very open to yeah, it absolutely um you know how best to contact us i'll list all of that in the episode description but you can reach us through all of our social media there's an email address that comes directly to us and also it's worth mentioning guys uh, the sergeant major the sergeant major has yeah. herself has set up a um, a separate email address to us and she is there purely to answer any questions queries if you want to delve in a little bit deeper to anything that we cover with the sergeant major on a historical basis yeah i am going to include she doesn't do ghosts and hauntings she no. does history but i'm going to include her email address in this episode description i know we haven't covered any history today and um, with her but if in previous episodes you thought I'd love to know a little bit more about this or I'd love some clarification on this, that is, um, you can have access to that and she she will check that throughout the week and, and be able to respond to you and give you the information you need. So... But if we get a thousand people hitting her up at the same week, you might have to wait a while because it might be a bit impossible. <laughs> so, um, I, think, I think that's it in terms of... Terms of this week's episode but i will just mention mm. vanessa has had some very exciting news that we will not discuss oh yes but until lawyers contracts are signed listen 
there's a little something something on the horizon. That we can't say. As we will. We will of course. Never allowed to say anything. We will of course fill you in as we go. But let me tell you, it is huge, and I think actually anybody that listens to this podcast, anyone that has an interest in the paranormal, get a signed picture of me now. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be huge. Yeah, we're gonna do signed pictures. Um, five pound a head. Five pounds. Freddie in his kimono as per. That's and me just that's two pounds fifty because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not as important. But um, yeah, guys, as always, episode description will be all of our social medias. Please go and head on over there and follow us. Um, also, I'd like to say as well, we have got booked in, not next week, the week after, an extremely fascinating and well-known man um, who is actually a shaman. I'm not going to give too many details. Well, because just tell him who it is. Well, it's Simon Ludgate. And Simon Ludgate is the new fella on Help My House Is Haunted? No. 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 You've got something complete. We, we were having two different... Co- no. We were having Simon two Lu- different no. conversations Simon here. Ludgate is um, an ex-TV uh, director who is now... Cut um, long story short, is a shaman, and that's what we want to talk to him about. He's a published author. He's probably the most intelligent man I've ever met. That includes you, Freddie. He, this man is super, super I'll give him a run for his money. He's fascinating and interesting, and he's definitely going to be a two-parter. Oh, so I'm look out for him. For One of his books, the accidents, the accidental wizard. But um, of course, we'll we'll talk more about him. Um, you know, so it's not next week. He's on. It's the week after. The week after. So stay tuned for that. And actually, as a, a sorry, one last notice. Um, I've posted a few little things on on the social media of this flat. Some of oh, our gosh, some yeah. of our going ons. Guys, head on over, have a look at that, because let me tell you, we will one day soon record, record we an episode. We need to do a half an hour yeah, on it, we'll, we'll we? do you. We'll do you a little bonus episode. We'll record you a little something. Of, We've had to do form-blown cleansings. We've and... had, let me, oh. I, will, I will go into detail the happenings that have been going on here. And it's ever since we've started this. So let yeah. me tell you guys, I'm being plagued by something because I'm reaching out to you guys. I hope you're appreciating it. Because I'm losing evidence. sleep. <laughs> um, but yes, guys, as always, have a blessed week. And it's Thanks a good night listening. from me. Good night from me. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and I'll speak to you soon. Ciao for now. <laughs>